Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the NFL offseason. The draft is in a couple of months, and and so that means that the offseason is coming to an end. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of my favorite moves from this past offseason and some of the moves that I didn't really like. Um, we're going to be going over five offseason um, moves from five different teams, and I'm going to be giving each one um, an individual grade. So to start off, we're going to be talking about the Patriots signing tight end John U. Smith and tight end Hunter Henry. Um, Hunter Henry signed a three-year, $37.5 million contract uh, with $25 million guaranteed, and John U. Smith signed a four-year, $50 million contract with $31 million guaranteed. So that uh, just by looking at this contract, that is a lot of money to pay for tight ends. That is over $50 million guaranteed uh, just between two players that actually that play the same position. But you know, I think that the Patriots last year, they had arguably the worst offensive weapons in the league. That's, um, you could argue, maybe worse than, uh, maybe a little bit better than the uh, Baltimore Ravens, but definitely at the bottom too. Um, and because of their, you know, terrible terrible weapons. Cam Newton really struggled, especially at the end of the year. Um, that's where he was throwing a lot of his interceptions, making a lot of his bad decisions. Um, and, you know, because of he was playing bad, they could not make the playoffs. And that, of course, broke their streak of 20 years in a row making the playoffs. But I think that, you know, signing these two tight ends is going to really help them with that struggle, especially because in Cam Newton's MVP season in 2015, you know, when the Patriots won 15 and 1. Uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton's favorite target was his tight end, Greg Olson, who, you know, he targeted, he targeted Greg Olson 124 times, um, and threw a seven touchdowns to Greg Olson. So Cam Newton's biggest strength is throwing to the tight end and those, you know, quick, short passes, uh, where Cam is the most accurate. And, you know, that's, I think that's exactly why the Patriots signed these two tight ends to help Cam, um, and, you know, go to his strengths. Um, and, you know, John Smith is one of the most dynamic tight ends in the league. Uh, you saw last year with the tight ends, he was, you know, he ran some running back, some set in the running back position, um, you know, some in the wide receiver. And of course, you know, most of them being in the tight end, but he's able to move around the field and be, you know, that dynamic a playmaker uh, that, you know, the Patriots desperately needed. And then you go on to, you know, Hunter Henry, who's more of a uh, regular, not I want to say regular, but more of a traditional tight end, uh, you know, a good blocker and, you know, sure-handed receiver, nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, he's uh, Hunter Henry, not to take anything away from one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, and I think it's good to have two, you know, you don't want to have two players that play the exact same way in the same position. So, you know, they have a good contrast between John Smith and Hunter Henry. So I really like this move for the Patriots. It's going to help Cam a lot. It's going to help the whole team, the whole offense. Um, so I'm going to give this move um, a B plus. Now we're going to move on to a, a, a move uh, that I didn't like as much as uh, the tight ends. And that was running back Kenyon Drake. Um, he signed a two-year, $11 million deal with the Oakland Raiders. So when I first saw this, um, for when I first saw that Kenny Drake had signed this contract, I was extremely confused about what the Raiders were, were what what they were doing. You know, they already have Josh Jacobs, who 
uh, has a lot of controversy surrounding him because some people think he's one of the top running backs in the league. Other people, other people think um, he isn't. He does struggle, you know, um, what's it called? He does struggle with uh, yards per carry. That's one of his big weaknesses. But he's a big uh, running back who can get into the end zone. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's so bad. I don't, I wouldn't rank in my top five, maybe in my top ten, but definitely in my top fifteen. So he's a pretty good solid running back. Um, so they already had him, and they had spent a first-round pick on him two years ago. Uh, but now they signed Drake for, you know, $5.5 which is, you know, not a crazy amount of money, but, you know, a hefty amount, especially because, you know, there were a lot of other free agent running backs that I thought that, that were better than Kenny Drake that you could get for better. You get Phil Lindsay, I think, is better. Uh, Jamal Williams signed with the Lions. Uh, Mike Davis, he used to be the backup for the Panthers, got a starting job in Atlanta. Um, you know, a few others, uh, including Mark Ingram, who the Texans signed. Um, and especially because I don't think that Kenyon Drake does anything particularly well. He's not such a great pass catcher. Um, you know, he's not so great at breaking tackles. He's a little on the slower side for a running back. Um, and so, you know, if they already have Josh Jacobs, you know, maybe get a pass catcher in Jamal Williams to, you know, even it out. But no, they signed another back that can't really catch um, for a pretty uh, large amount of money in Kenyon Drake. I don't know what their plan is here. Maybe they're going to be giving up on Josh Jacobs, uh, trading him, or you know, not picking up his option. Uh, but yeah, so for this move, um, I would have to give it a C plus. Now moving on to our third um, accusation, acquisition for the offseason, and that was the Carson Wentz trade. So Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts um, from the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Eagles, they got a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second rounder. So I think that this, this was one of the earliest off moves, um, in this off season. And, you know, everyone knew Carson Wentz was going to be traded. He played terribly last year. Um, and he, that ruined his relationship with the coach who they fired and ruined his relationship with the front office. So everyone knew he was going to be traded. It was just a matter of who he was going to be traded to. Um, I thought he should go to the Colts. I thought the Colts would be the best fit, and he ended up going to the Colts. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of people, they don't necessarily like this trade for the Colts, but you have to think about a few things. One, they basically got him for free. They gave up a third-round pick, which you can say is, you know, a little valuable, and they gave a conditional 2020 second-round pick. So they gave one pick that is not really valuable, and they maybe gave up a second-round a second round pick. So they really only right now gave up one pick for Carson Wentz, um, who is, you know, I know he had his struggles, but you have to, we have to remember that in 2017, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl before, you know, Nick Foles came into the picture, Carson Wentz was the best player in the NFL. He was the MVP. He was the best quarterback. Um, everyone knew it, but when he tore his ACL, um, that kind of, and of course that ended his season, but he was playing at an MVP level. He was going to win the MVP. And I think that with the Colts, he can get back to that, uh, to that playing uh, level, um, especially because he's going to be going back to his old offensive coordinator and Frank Reich, who he really, who he had in 2017 during his MVP uh, like season. Um, and, you know, again, the, I think the Colts, they have good weapons, T.Y. Hilton, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Michael Pittman, great young and, but plus veteran weapons and in the, um, on the offense, on the offensive side, they have a good defensive uh, line and 
secondary, and especially they have the best running, they have the best offensive line in the league, and that is going to help Carson once you know not be flustered, not be rushed in the pocket, be able to uh, go through his progressions and you know make his throws. So I think every single thing that the Colts have going on um, on their team is going to help Carson Wentz, and I think he's going to be going back to his I don't, I don't want to say MVP level because it's extremely hard to play at an MVP level consistently, but definitely back to his you know Pro Bowl uh, level where he was you know. A, a few years ago. So I think this move was amazing. Um, I give it an A. Great trade for the Colts. Moving on to our fourth uh, move of the offseason, and that was quarterback Andy Dalton being, uh, signed a one-year $10 million contract you know, with, uh, with the Chicago Bears. So this, when I heard about this uh, when I saw this tweet and I saw that the Bears had signed him, I looked at the contract. It's not that bad. One year, ten million dollars plus, you know, uh, plus another three million dollars in incentives. So, you know, max thirteen million dollars for Andy Dalton, which is a little steep. Um, but you know, I think it's not. I don't think it's that bad. But I think the 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 the, the thing about this move that I that I don't like is I don't know what I don't know what the Bears are doing. You know, when when you see that the Bears who've had quarterback struggles forever they've never had a good quarterback you know they people say they had jay Cutler. he was he was okay nothing crazy but they've really never had a star uh quarterback and when you sign andy dalton and then you already have nick Foles, that means you're you're, you're basically giving up you're meaning that you're you you gave up for the rest of the year that you're not going to be a contender and that's just the end of it and i think that's disappointing for you know, Bears fans and people who just, you know, I guess you enjoy football because I think the Bears have a great roster. They got they got back Allen Robinson. They have basically everyone on their defense uh, still besides, you know, Kyle Fuller. But, uh, you know, that's going to take a hit in the secondary. But basically everyone's returning on the, de- the defensive side. They have a good running back um, and, you know, Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. And then, you know, they have a pretty good uh, solid offensive line. They have a pretty good team all around, and you know if they could get a star quarterback, they would be def- they would be contenders. And you know, I thought that you know the Bears should go after someone you know like Carson Wentz, who you know went to the Colts, or Sam Darnold, who was just traded to the Panthers, because those guys are dynamic. They're not you know so I don't want to call you know Andy Dalton bad, but he's just like you know you're casual, mediocre NFL quarterback. Well, Darnold, you know, hasn't proved what he is yet. He once has played at an MVP level. So I don't know why the Bears didn't go after someone like that. I know they went after Russell Wilson. They weren't able to get him. Uh, but, you know, they settled for Andy Dalton. Um, and I even, I would, I would have thought that they would have rather had Mitch Trubisky than, you know, Andy Dalton, especially because Mitch Trubisky, you know, he has issues throwing the ball, but, you know, so does Andy Dalton. He's not uh, perfect. Uh, but Mr. Bisky has, you know, the advantage of extending plays with his legs. I um, mean, you know, is definitely more dynamic, can scramble, and definitely uh, has is quicker than Andy Dalton. So I would much rather have, you know, Mr. Bisky on my team. So I don't know what the Bears are doing with this, with this signing, paying a lot, paying a, a pretty good amount of money to a pretty mediocre quarterback, and basically giving up on this upcoming season. I give this move a C. Moving on to the last. Uh, player that I want to talk about. And this was, I think, maybe, yeah, this was my favorite move of the offseason. It went this one and then the Carson Wentz um, trade, but it was Will Fuller. Uh, wide receiver Will Fuller, you know, previously on the Houston Texans, he signed a one-year $10.625 million deal with the 
uh, fully guaranteed, by the way, um, with the Miami Dolphins uh, with a, another $3 million in incentives. So, you know, again, I want to mention this was my favorite move of the offseason for, you know, a few reasons. One, this past year, uh, in Tua's rookie year, we saw that he struggled a little bit. Um, he kind of looked in, uh, more like a game manager instead of the dynamic quarterback that we thought he was going to be. Um, you know, a lot of people are giving up on him because of that, because of his one, I should say, mediocre rookie year. But I'm not. I think Tua still has the opportunity to become one of the best quarterbacks um, in the NFL and become a pro bowler, become that player that the Miami Dolphins drafted him to be. And I think that this signing of Will Fuller will only help only help him. Last season, we saw that Will Fuller broke out. Uh, he had his breakout season with Deshaun Watson, tallying 53 receptions, 879 yards, and catching eight touchdowns. I think that a speedy receiver um, is going to really help to his progression, is really going to help him, you know, advance as an NFL quarterback. Um, and we see that a player, especially a young quarterback, when they have a reliable receiver on their team, they automatically do better. You know, we saw with Dak Prescott, he had Des Bryant. Um, you know, he had a he had a great rookie year. We just saw Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, one of the best receivers, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Um, you know, he of course Justin Herbert had Keenan Allen. He threw over 30 touchdowns and one offensive rookie of the year. Uh, so Tua Tagovailoa is not a rookie this year, but he's in his second year. Um, and, I, and you know, no hate to Devontae Parker, but he's not as dynamic um, or of course as fast as Will Fuller. Uh, so I think that you know this signing of Will Fuller is just gonna it's gonna help. Um, it's going to help Tua Tagovailoa, um, and it's also going to help the other pieces that the the. It's going to also help the other pieces that the Dolphins have on offense. Devontae Parker is not going to be getting all the all the uh, attention on defense now, which is going to open up you know opportunities for him and make the throws easier for. Um, make the easy make the throws easier for Tua, and it's also going to help Mike Gesicki, the tight end, um, who was Tua's favorite target this past year because the safety is going to, you know, help on Fuller and Parker and, you know, the middle is going to be wide open and everything, just the signing of, of, you know, of Wolf Fuller is just going to open up the field and just open up to his potential. And I think it was a great signing for a great wide receiver for, you know, not a lot of money. And, you know, if he has a lot of success this year with Tua, he might even get an extension and a long-term deal. Uh, so yeah, a great move for the Dolphins and a great opportunity for Tua. Uh, so I give this move an A plus. As I said, my favorite move of the offseason. Yeah, that is the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And I just started an Instagram account. I post every single day NBA content, NFL con- content, um, some you know, some uh, breaking news, all that stuff. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, just at the Gelman Report. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye.